Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordo getting a little R&R today, so we hope he's enjoying uh, his day off. We hope uh, the gals, the Monson gals, are spoiling him, taking good care of him. Uh, But uh, anyway, Austin and I along for the ride. We're hoping to talk to Howard Beck coming up here momentarily for your daily assist. We talk to Howard of Bleacher Report fame each and every Friday right here on the big show. We'll get his thoughts about what's going on in the bubble and, uh, you know, some of the extracurricular activities and uh, some on the court stuff as well as we slowly creep our way back uh, to a return to play for the NBA. Um, did find out today, I uh, thought it was uh, interesting, that uh, we're going to get uh, scrimmages. They will be broadcast. All three will be uh, broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet. We'll ask uh, Big T, Thurl Bailey, is going to join the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Should be on those broadcasts. We'll ask Big T about it. But they'll have a July 23rd scrimmage against the Suns at 6 o'clock, a July 25th scrimmage against the heat that will be at seven it will be on a tape delay and then the july 27th game against the scrimmage excuse me uh against the nets that will be at three uh, thirty. and um uh the just to let you know the actual heat scrimmage will be played at two but will be aired at seven so all three of those scrimmages uh will be broadcast on at&t sportsnet which i think is great Absolutely. Give me whatever basketball on TV you can. Uh, that's uh, been the camp I, I've been uh, in since uh, really the beginning of this thing. Let's get basketball back and let me watch it. And if it's a scrimmage, at least I'm going to be seeing the ball go through the hoop. That's what I want to see. And I bet some of these scrimmages can be competitive, too. Gordon, just to, to bring up the other side of this discussion, because Gordon and I have, have talked about it a few times. Gordon is of the opinion that uh, the the quality of basketball might be an issue with the scrimmages. And he he was of the opinion, let's just wait until we see basketball that actually counts. And and maybe he has a point there. Maybe the quality in the scrimmages won't be terrific. I, I don't care. I really don't. I just want to see uh, Donovan, Rudy, uh, Mike Conley, George Niang, and the crew, Joe Ingles. Uh, I just want to see the Jazz hoop it up. And I actually think that the, the scrimmages could be interesting to see. I mean, I don't, you know, how much coaching are we going to be able to overhear? Uh, and we'll get kind of maybe our first taste of what these broadcasts are, are actually going to look like. And uh, I'm eager to get Thurl's opinion on the setup for AT&T Sportsnet. From what Bowler has described to us, uh, they're going to have the feed from the bubble. If you can picture the, the bowl at Vivint Smart Home Arena, they're going to have the feed from the bubble on those giant video boards. They'll have audio feeds coming through for the broadcast. So David and uh, Bowler and Thurl. Uh, and by the way, Jeremy, our, our head engineer, is, is taking our remote today. He's filling in for Kyle, who's, who's, uh, <laughs> who's uh, on vacation. So, Jeremy, if, I, if I'm getting any of this wrong, you just go ahead and shake your head because you're actually the one who would really know about this sort of thing. But anyway, the audio is going to be piped into the broadcast, so Locke and Bowler are going to be able to hear it as uh, they call the games. But they're going to have Bowler... And Thurl, and, and they're set up on one side of the, uh, lower, of the bowl, 
Locke and Booner are going to be set up on the complete other side of the bowl. Now, I, I was going to ask David about this yesterday, but we ran out of time. I kind of wonder. So usually the television broadcasts and, and the radio broadcasts are next to each other at the top of the lower bowl when all things are normal. And they just started doing that this year, uh, Bowler and Harping and Thurl moved up to that uh, that location, and I wondered if Locke would would bleed over to the TV broadcast, or vice versa, if Bowler would bleed over to the radio broadcast. But of course, we're talking about Locke here, so let's you know let let's decide for ourselves which was going to be more likely. And it actually didn't happen, or at least not that I could tell. They didn't really bleed over, and I wonder if that's because of the the background noise and the crowd and stuff like that. I wonder with, even though they're on complete opposite sides of the stadium, if that will be an issue with bleeding over, because if you go in into that empty bowl and you know, this Austin, you go into that, uh, that empty arena and we could probably have a normal conversation and you could hear it on the complete opposite side. So I wonder how that's going to go. The, the broadcast set up. So, so they I, are going to be right next to each other still. No, 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 no. They're going to be across the bowl. But I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, with, it's empty. even yeah, even when they're next to each other, when the arena is full, you know, all that background noise and crowd noise and stuff will will drown it out, right? Uh, and the directional mic will do its job. But with an empty bowl, even though they're on the complete opposite side, will they bleed over into each other's broadcast? Uh, I hope so, just for the hay of it, just because it will give us some great drops of the day, some great audio, some great fun and merriment. But I hope not, because we also want to do a good broadcast, right? So I'm a little torn. Okay, and uh, I'm going to say right off the bat, we are not going to do this. But I wonder if we could. If we, uh, where our studios are located, we're on the upper concourse, right? We're right across from a portal. I wonder uh, if while we're watching the game, Austin, we could go over into the portal and yell something terribly inappropriate (laughs) and make it on to both broadcasts. Should we take suggestions of things to go over and yell? I don't know. Uh, Maybe not. Locks feet smell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could could we actually yell something and make it onto both? Broadcasts? I'd like to walk through just holding a t-shirt cannon over my shoulder just to see if Locke has a little uh, nervousness pop up in his play by play. Get the staring da- the down the barrel of the t-shirt cannon. See if he can still <laughs> keep his uh, uh, keep his focus. But uh, to my knowledge, that's kind of how the broadcasts are, are going to work. And I'm I'm very curious. And maybe this because, of course, uh, Austin, we work in broadcasting, and and this, of course, would be interesting to us. But you know, it's a it's going to be a different challenge for those guys for Locke and for Bowler. And I realize that other broadcasts have been this way for a while now. But to to harness what's going on and tell the story, you know, with with feeling and excitement and emotion and those things that make local broadcasts so good uh, you know how are they going to be able to do that when they're not actually there I, so I would weird. imagine that's yeah that's going to be a challenge for those guys because you know people think and here's the thing I'm not good at play-by-play I'm not I've done it a few times in my career I stink at it I don't want to do it I'm one of the few people I think in in radio in sports radio that don't have the dream of being a a play-by-play voice at some point I really don't I it's not my thing and I'm not good at it and I think what most people don't realize is play-by-play on the radio especially is you have to paint the picture of exactly what's happening in a matter where somebody can translate those words into a visual picture. And that is so much harder than it sounds. 
It's so much harder than very talented play-by-play people make it seem because they, they do it second nature, but it's really difficult. And there are lots of things about it that are really difficult. Uh, that like here, this is what I tell people all the time, Austin. Have you done? Uh, have you ever done football play-by-play? No, just baseball. So I've done so. I did some high school football play-by-play back in the earlier stages of, of my career, and and you don't have the resources, say, that an NFL radio broadcast does, right? You don't have uh, people doing stats and those sorts of things for you. So one thing that I didn't, I I didn't really prepare myself for, Austin. Think about this. Uh, I, I described it as a really a, a two-hour-long math test. Because uh, it, this really surprised me. So say you're, you're calling a play, and it's a pass play, and it's from the team's own 35, and they make it down to the opposing team's 24. Well, how long was that play? I have no idea. <laughs> and so I, like, I'm sitting there like, oh, pass play to, to Johnson down the sidelines. What a pass. What a play for a gain of – I don't know how many yards. Several yards. <laughs> <laughs> what a field flipping game. <laughs> you don't think you don't think of some of these things that are actually really, really challenging uh, that that people who are good at it make it seem uh, make it seem so easy. Uh, when we were doing, we thought it would be a fun thing to do. The shows do play by play at the Utah Summer League a couple of years ago. And uh, uh, I, I did mine with PK where I was doing play by play and PK was doing color. And when I went back and listened to it, Austin, I had I sound like I was I sounded like I was dead. I had no energy whatsoever. And I think I was concentrating on so hard on not to, like, make an idiot out of myself and to actually describe what was going on that, like, I, 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 I you would have thought that I was doing play by play for golf and not <laughs> basketball the, I, I had a very similar experience when i did the uh i traveled with the owls for a road game a, a road trip several years ago and i did uh three or four games and i thought i nailed it jake i thought i did great i was like oh i've got a future in this and then i went back and listened and i said was i doing this in a library why am i whispering why am, why am I being so reverential in, in my delivery on, on, on this thing? And it, I remember it's because I was in those rookie league booths where everybody in the stadium could have heard me if I, if I spoke anything above a little bit of a whisper. And I was a little nervous about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. By the way, uh, since Gordon's uh, since Gordon's not here, doesn't mean that uh, we're going going to be short of of one upping, uh, because you have reminded me of a funny story, Austin. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the 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 Utah Championship, of course, the the professional golf uh, event that takes place uh, here in Utah. A few years ago, somebody, Kurt Thomas, thought it would be a really great idea for us to set up near one of the greens while the tournament was going on i remember that yes. so so we're sitting here doing a show like yeah austin yeah the jazz were terrific last night and then somebody would get up to step up and, and do a putt and you'd all, all you know without even thinking about it you'd go and uh darren williams had 34 points <laughs> <laughs> because if you didn't honestly people were giving us looks like, hey, this is a professional golf tournament. Will you shut up? And it's like, I'm just trying to do a radio show. I didn't put me here. 
this this wasn't my idea to be right here next to the green now from there on out we we adjusted years uh, you know we did other things like with their pro-am or or did a broadcast from the balcony and those sorts of things but there was that one year where you had to whisper what else are you going to do all right, uh, let's uh, let's get to your daily assist. In fact, uh, we will forego the open. Of course, daily assist brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out, leesheatac.com. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availabilities. From the Bleacher Report, our friend Howard Beck. Hi, Howard. How are you? Doing right, Jake. How are you? Hey, doing just great. Thank you very much for for jumping on with us. As always, we'll uh, jump right into it. Um, your thoughts, and I feel like a broken record because I ask you about this every week. But your your thoughts on how the bubble's going thus far? Well, um, you know, my my feeling is the same as it's been, which is, you know, I think so far so good. I, you know, we're not going to really know how to judge it until games begin. Um, we're not there to to see practices and. You know, um, even the reporters who are in the bubble are not seeing practices yet because the reporters who are in the bubble, by and large, are still in quarantine, um, which they had to go through for seven days. So, you know, I mean, we have the slow trickle of, you know, you know, a positive test here, a positive test there, and, you know, um, Zion having to leave the bubble. But, like, these are just things that are going to happen. Like, you know there's going to be positive tests for some guys, and you know that, you know, things are going to come up that cause people to have to leave. And so... Um, let's hope that, that whatever's going on in Zion's family, the, the emergency that caused him to have to leave, hopefully it's not too serious. Hopefully Pelicans can get him back. But, yeah, it's going to – for a basket, for basketball purposes, it means he's got to go through quarantine all over again when he returns, and that sets him back and sets them back a little bit. But this is, this is just where the NBA is right now. I want to ask you about Donovan Mitchell Howard uh, in his media availability this week. Uh, he was asked what part of his game he's been working on for the return, and he mentioned passing, that he wants to be better at passing the basketball and getting his teammates involved. And when you hear those comments, uh, and we remember that Rudy's kind of complaint was that Donovan wasn't passing, I wanted to get your thoughts on Donovan's assessment of his own game. Well, I mean, good self-awareness on his part to address that and then say that that's been a focus for him. Passing, you know, there's two ways, or maybe more than two ways, but at least two ways of judging passing for NBA players and for, for ball-dominant guards like Donovan. You know, one way of looking at it is, is just simply the there's you know there's the passing skill. There's your vision and your timing and all of that. But there's, you know, the, the other side of it is, you know, and then you know, willingness goes into that too. And so okay, if it's a focus, that's great. But it's also about the rhythm that you're in with your teammates and reading the defense, reading your teammates. And that stuff, like, there's only so much you can do to work on on your own. So you can watch game film and see where you missed opportunities this season. Oh, hey, look, there's a spot where Rudy was open. I remember he was pissed off this game. Yeah, I should have gotten him the ball in the, in this situation or in these five different instances. Like you can see that in film. You can you can get that. You can educate yourself uh, and just make yourself more aware of, of, of situations. But I don't think that that you really can get results in the same way that say you know okay if you don't have a great three point shot you work on your shooting form you know ball handling you you a weak left work on your left. Passing, I just think it's the kind of thing that requires game action and practice. 
with your teammates. And so, you know, again, that's the kind of thing where over these next weeks as they try to get back in rhythm and kind of have a crash course uh, type of training camp, we'll see what the result is. We'll see how they look when the game starts. Howard, I'm going to ask you this question somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but Adam Silver has already had to send out a memo reminding players not to bring people into the bubble. Uh, that can't be a that can't be a good sign, right, that that's already happening? Well, no. Um, there was, and I don't know what may have happened, if there's been any breaches or not or attempted breaches, but there was an Instagram model who, uh, you know, said on Instagram and on Twitter that, that she'd have already been invited in. Um, I don't know what the you know truth behind that is, and and whether or not anything came of that. But it, you know, there's there's the temptation is going to be there for guys, and you know, there's no question that this is something that the league has to be hyper vigilant about. And look, these are you know 370, nearly 400 young men who are you know. Uh, stuck in this weird situation and who are used to having certain things available to them, including socially. So I, you know, the temptation is always going to be there and it does, you know, mean that you got to constantly remind these guys that look, the, the consequences are high here. You know, you can't do anything that's going to jeopardize the health of everybody involved with, with the potential for the virus to come in. And so they've got to take a hard line with it. And, you know, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Gordon and I were talking the other day, Howard, about what teams are truly contenders in this thing. And I think it's it's the three which we've asked you about, you know, the Lakers, the Clippers and the Bucks are, are really the, the contenders in my mind. But if I were talking myself into a fourth team, who should I be talking myself into? Nobody else in the West. Apologies to Jazz fans. Um, I, I really think it's a two team race in the West, unless something crazy happens injury wise or with the virus or something else. But I think in the East, there's far more possibility of, of something, um, somebody else emerging because, you know, the Bucks are so Giannis-centric, and that team, you know, is, is very much reliant on their just their their timing and chemistry and, and their, their rhythm that they're in with each other, and they've got to get that back. And um, I'm not saying they won't, but I just think that some some of these other teams have more uh, dynamism in their offense, more flexibility, you know, the the, the the Raptors between Siakam and Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, you've got multiple guys who can make plays, and you've got a veteran crew with Gasol and Ibaka, and you know they're the defending champions. Yeah, they don't have Kawhi Leonard, but they still have a lot of talent and 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 and, and guys who are creative with the ball in their hands. So I think Toronto's dangerous. I think Boston could be dangerous. They're still a little on the young side in key spots. Obviously, you know Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in particular, but. Um, and, and we don't know what Kemba Walker's health status is going to be because he had some knee issues that were going on during the season. But between those guys and Gordon Hayward, I mean, there's just a lot of, of again, guys who can do something with the ball in their hand, do something with the ball in their hands um, with the Celtics. So, like, I like Boston and I like Toronto, and I, I think one of those two teams could potentially come out instead of Milwaukee. What are your thoughts on uh, uh, Brent Brown moving Ben Simmons to power forward? Um. I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of it, or, or I don't know how exactly how much of that they're going to actually do. Um, un, you know, look, the, the problems that, that they have with him at, at the point are going to be the same problems at, at forward. Um, if he can't shoot or refuses to shoot, then that's, a, that's causing problems with the defense, where the defense can, can lay off you and, and 
double Joel Embiid and clog the lane, and and it, you know, I don't I don't know that that's solving anything. They they don't have enough shooting to um, to surround those two, and that's that's an issue again, no matter where he's playing. You know, Howard, uh, I don't know about your beer shotgunning skills, but I'm guessing they're not as good as Myers Leonard's. Um, I have not attempted that particular maneuver in some time. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> so um, if, if, if an NBA player wants to challenge me to a beer shotgunning competition, you know, I'll, I'll have to warm up a little bit. I'll have to, to kind of get my technique back down again. But, uh, yeah, it's been some time. So, uh, look, the, again, these guys are bored. <laughs> they're stuck. I'm not sure it's a great sign that they're already, like, doing that in, in week one. Uh, there's a long way to go, but yeah. Well, I, I bet you're a little rusty. I'm a little rusty too, but I bet we're both better than Royce O'Neal. Uh, did he attempt? Oh, I don't know. He was, you know, he and Jordan Clarkson attempted it together, and Jordan was very good at it. Let's just say Royce O'Neal was was not. They, In fact, I think they cut off the video before he finished. <laughs> That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. Um, but they've got plenty of time to perfect it. No doubt. Well, Howard, thank you very much, as always, for, for jumping on with us. We always enjoy it. Of course, Jake. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's our friend Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report. He joins us each and every Friday right here on the Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up right around the corner, but we are live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Tom, we've done uh, dining sets. We've done adjustable beds. We've got the, we've done this beautiful couch I'm sitting on. What are we going to hit on next? I'm going to hit on this California King deal. We, we had a customer just come in and okay. buy it. Oh, really? Good. It, uh, it's the best deal you've ever heard of. You've heard of like your mother-in-law giving you a used bed. This is almost the same price as that. The difference is it's a big S brand that will seal the deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, California King with a box spring and an upholstered wrought iron bed hybrid. Which is really nice. $2,200 package for 499 how about that? Yeah. So if you're looking for a new bed for your own bedroom, if you're looking for a spare bedroom where you have kids come home and bring the grandkids, this is better than a queen. It's 12 inches wider, but the price is cheaper than a queen mattress, and you get the entire bed set up. That's not all, but we've got all the furniture in the warehouse here in Orem that I'm going to do a deal for today and tomorrow only. This will not be good on Monday. Any pink ticket or yellow ticket. So that boom ticket right there, take 20% off. Oh, stop it. Because the boom ticket's already... It's typically 30 to 50% off our competitors. Take another 20 off. And that includes everything except the radio specials and the manager specials. Wow. So that's everything in the store. Yep. I'm going to make it a little bit better. Okay. We've got a lot of people looking at area rugs every single day. I'm going to do 50% off, and it's 50% already 50% off. How about that? Boom. You must be in a good mood today, Tom. I'm, I'm in a good mood. But not only that, I'm looking forward. We've got a holiday next weekend. And uh, I showed you some pictures of the new location in Salt Lake. Beautiful. I'm excited for that. And to celebrate that in advance, we're going to do some booms here that are crazy. Any, any, I'm talking coffee table set, you can take an end table or coffee table, 
take 30% off. Wow. 50% off rugs and everything else in the store except for manager specials and radio specials, 20% off. Take advantage of Tom's good mood, 86 East, University Parkway, another 20% off those boom tickets. That's amazing. Take advantage of it, 86 East, University Parkway. More Big Show coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We're live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Come on by and see us. Big thanks to Howard Beck for jumping on with us in the last segment. We'll have the Not Sports Report for you coming up next. Big T will join the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, let's do a little what's going on. Uh, let's get to a clip from Hanson Scotty. They had Grizzlies play-by-play voice uh, Eric Hasseltine. Is it Hasseltine or Hasseltine? I think it's Austin. teen. Uh, Eric Hasseltine uh, talking about Mike Conley. Let's hear those thoughts. I do. I, I mean, obviously, Mike's you know not a, a spring chicken anymore in terms of NBA yeah. years. And I remember him when he came here as a 19-year-old. It's one of the guys in my career that I consider a friend. Um, I've, I've spoken to him. Uh, since the deal, talked to him, and and he loves it there. I love it. And that's he's the guy that you know he loves playing with Donovan and, and Rudy certainly there. But he was talking about both Donovan and going. This guy is unbelievable. So I think he was getting comfortable. It's, it's normal to me to see a point guard kind of struggle a little bit early to find what his teammates' tendencies are. And I know that's tough because Mike is is a high dollar player right now, and, and he feels that pressure. Um, I think it was a terrific addition for Utah to get him. And I, I know some people have questioned that move, but I, I think in the end he will prove that, that he was a solid addition to them. I, at least I I think so, and I hope so for his sake, because it is a, a big moniker when you make a trade like that. If it doesn't quite work out the way people want, then you know, all the fingers are going to be pointed that way. But the thing I know about Mike is he's a competitor, and he'll welcome that criticism. He welcomed it here when people wondered if he was worthy of being the fourth overall pick, wondered if he could be a starting NBA point guard, and then Lionel Hollins basically made him his his guard and traded Kyle Lowry to the Houston Rockets. It's worked out well for Kyle, and uh, for Mike, it worked out well as well uh, for him being here and being the face of our franchise for numerous years. And I mean, he's just no better guy, truthfully, in the league than Mike Conley, and, and that's one thing that I think as he spends more time in Salt Lake City, people will get to know he's absolutely one of the best people I've ever met. Um, I joke with people all the time say, boy, that Mike Conley, he's a real problem, isn't it? And they all look at me like, are you crazy? He's like the easiest guy to ever deal with. And, um, you know, I've watched him, like I said, grow up from a 19-year-old straight out of college that looked like a good stiff breeze from the Mississippi River would knock him over. But now a father of two and, and you know, just a, a, a guy that's given so much back in Memphis, in Columbus. He's done a, a ton of work with his foundation and charity. Um, and he'll do the same for Salt Lake City. So I, I think his value will be both on and off the court for that jazz organization. And, you know, I want nothing but the best for Mike moving forward. But unfortunately, as we all know, sometimes your organization has to, has to make those tough decisions and, and move on and try to rebuild it. Uh, that's why they, they made that deal and they got very lucky in the draft lottery to be able to end up with John Moran. Hmm. Um, it's not a position the Grizzlies fans have had to worry about too much over the last decade plus, and hopefully for another decade as well. 
All right, that was from Hanson Scotty, and that was Grizzlies play-by-play voice Eric Hasseltine talking about uh, talking about Mike Conley. And I, you know, this has been obviously a, a huge topic of conversation all year long. Mike Conley and his fit with the Jazz, and he is being asked to do different things, and he's had injuries on top of that, and it just has not been a smooth process. And you hope maybe, and Gordon and I have talked a lot about this, you hope maybe um, he's, he's taken this time to, to get himself more comfortable, get himself right physically. Uh, you know, if you watch the horse contest, you know what kind of facilities he was working in during this whole thing. You know, he was able to, uh, you know, practice and, and work out. And, you know, he's the, the professional is watching a ton of film. You hope he comes into this thing healthy and with a, with a good understanding of how he can help the team and what he needs to do. And, you know, I want to see Mike Conley get back. And this is getting back to a discussion Austin and I had a little bit earlier on in the show. I want to see Mike get back to the Memphis type of production. But it might just have to be a little bit different. And I hope that he's examined ways that he can use his strengths and fit fit those into what the Jazz need. Because Gordon and I have disagreed on this a little bit. But I don't think Donovan should have the ball in his hands any less. I don't think Donovan should be taking fewer shots. Now, maybe he can be smarter about when and how he takes those shots, and maybe he needs to, you, you know, become a better passer and, and more wise when it comes to that. But I don't think the answer to the Jazz and their success in this restart is have Donovan have the ball less. So how does Mike fit alongside Donovan? How does Mike Conley evolve what he does to fit next to Donovan Mitchell. We we had this topic in the offseason about the locker room and how Mike Conley was going to have to come in and fit in to Donovan and Rudy's team. Well, that applies on the floor as well because Donovan and Rudy are the Jazz best players. Those are the two players the Jazz are building around. It's Mike's responsibility to adapt himself and his game to best fit what those two guys are doing. And that maybe was a little bit more difficult than, for Mike than a lot of us forecasted it being. But he's had an opportunity, the opportunity of time. This thing has given him some time to maybe examine what he's doing and how he can best contribute to the team. And there's there's nothing in Mike Conley's career that doesn't suggest that he's not perfectly capable of doing that outside of if physically he's you know, deteriorated at a rapid event at a rapid pace. And maybe that's the case. Um, If that's the case, it's obviously a little bit more severe, but I'm not convinced that's the case. I'm Mm. convinced he can be a good fit. I think so too. Uh, And why I think, I I don't know if I was fully on board with that uh, uh, for most of this season, but right there before this uh, COVID hiatus hit uh, the NBA, Jake, I thought I was seeing some stuff from Mike Conley that was different from before uh, he had that injury uh, absence with the Jazz. Did you, and others have said as such, do you, did you see enough there right before this pause that you went, okay, it's actually starting to come together for Mike? Uh, yes, he did play better, especially right there at the end. Right there at the end when they they moved him back into the starting lineup and he, he started to kind of get a groove, even the jazz, even though the Jazz wins-wise were up and down, I thought his game and his shot in particular 
uh, really started to come around. So, I mean, I think that's positive. And maybe, you know, maybe it's a negative that that progress was interrupted. But, uh, you know, hopefully Mike Conley took some of that confidence into this break and and used it productively. Uh, Gordon and I talked about it uh, after his first Zoom media availability uh, inside the bubble, that he sounded confident. He sounded upbeat. He sounded good. But, you know, he kind of always sounds that way. So maybe we're reading too much into it. But he's going to be he's going to be the mm. linchpin. I expect Donovan and Rudy are both going to be really, really good. He's going to be the one who's kind of the X factor to steal a cliche. <laughs> Remember how big a deal it became around the entire league that Mike Conley was in and then out and then in the starting lineup again. Remember that day and how weird and dramatic and crazy that was? Don't you miss that kind of nonsense? Don't you miss having stuff that isn't actually a big deal in life being a big deal? To argue about, yeah. Like, yes, yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to yell and scream at you over something that has no impact on anything outside of uh, luxury uh, pastime like sports. And hopefully, we get that here with this bubble. It'll be fun. All right, we're gonna have the not sports pour coming up next. Stay tuned. We're live at the warehouse, eighty six East University Parkway. Come on by and see us. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. Big T coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour, ninety seven five and twelve eighty of the zone. <laughs> Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Uh, I've got a, a little story, not not even a story, actually, that I'm going to uh, to bring up. Uh, and Austin's got a little something to contribute as well. Don't forget, Thurl Big T Bailey joins us at the top of the five o'clock hour. Um, but this is a, a tweet that went uh, went viral today asking uh, just a simple question, Austin. And I, I know you and I are going to be of like mind on this, and I just don't understand why anybody wouldn't. Maybe you could explain that to me, even though I think we're going to agree here. But uh, this, this came from a tweet, uh, the Twitter uh, handle at books and charm underscore all right and it, it it is a female supposedly sending out this tweet all right austin and and i want you to okay. to answer i want you to answer as soon as the answer comes to your brain all right all right okay you ready she says men could you date someone who made three times your salary yep next question <laughs> Is that fast enough? Or, uh... that, was, that was about what I expected. Yeah, How that, could that anybody was, have that, a problem with that? I don't know. That's what I asked. Is it? it that's what I thought. Because my answer to that, of course, would be yes. Three times? Sign me up. Sign me up. In fact, I'm married to somebody who makes uh, <laughs> a better living than I do. Like what? But, but what's the... Uh, What's the drawback? God, there? I don't. It's, I just what, don't know. Is it machismo? Is it that has is to that be. why is that why somebody would say no? That they would feel less. I'm a mas- man and I yeah. bring home the bacon. Yeah, it's less, that idea. It's that idea. Okay, and so it would. So let me ask you this: What would Gordon's answer to that question be? Oh, he might struggle. He wouldn't have a quick answer. Uh, uh, I, it, he would not have a quick answer. I think ultimately, after he would ham and haw, well, Jake, you know, uh, I went, you know, uh, a woman can go to the workplace if she wants. Uh, you know, uh, I, I like to have dinner. 
you know. <laughs> uh, Lisa, where's the bread? Yeah, so. Because uh, Gordon's the guy that had a problem with Lisa beating him at golf, if you recall. That's right. Yeah, I do recall She's that. better at golf than he is, and he has a bit of a... A bit of a him. self-inflection on yeah. that, right? It did. It it bugged him. So yeah, I don't know. I I, I would have guessed that he would be fine with it because you know what does Gordon uh, bring in in a year? Uh, what uh, three quarters of a million dollars? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if somebody's making three times what Gordon's making, I mean, come on now. Or we're, we're talking, right. We're talking Bezos cash. And it, and if your buddies or whoever mock you and say, "Aha, you're you're you your wife uh, makes more money than you," you go, "Yup." <laughs> she and you sure peel does. out in your 911. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, Austin, you you didn't disappoint. I, I thought your your answer <laughs> to that question would come rapidly, and uh, and it certainly did. Now, uh, all right, shortly, real real briefly, if you uh, on air had a tooth fall out while you were talking, what would you do? Uh, on the radio? Yes. I would probably very whistly uh, go to break. <laughs> Let's go to break here on the Sun Sports <laughs> Network. I, yeah, I, that's probably what it sounded uh, like because I know what you're talking about You here. saw and this video? I, saw, I think I saw this, yeah. <laughs> a Ukrainian uh, a woman, a news anchor in Ukraine, was delivering the news and all of a sudden her tooth fell out of her face and she just very quickly put her hand up and pulled it out of her mouth and then put it down in, by her side. As though this was a normal occurrence. There was no blood. There was no, it was amazing. You would think that if your tooth falls out of your head, you're going to have some blood that accompanies that. But nope, she just carried on and delivered the news, albeit sounding a little bit like an old prospector halfway through the delivery. Uh, let me ask you this. Do we, do we know if it, was it a fake tooth? Oh, like a oh, I see. I uh, like a cap or an implant. Yeah. Oh, the, right, right. Because I, I'm trying to think who who it is. I know somebody that has a, a fake front tooth like that where they can just pop it in and out. Well, it, it Richie T. G Isn't it Richie? Richie yeah. T. It was my boy Richie T. That's exactly who it is. Uh, yeah, he just uh, pops that tooth in and out all the time. He just has a, an implant. I don't know how, you know, he lost the tooth or whatever, but uh, I, I, uh, when I watched yeah, he's the got video, that bridge Austin, that he takes yeah, in and out, yeah. I thought that that's what it was. I thought, because you're right. I mean, if it were, you know, like... Uh, a, a two, like she she rammed her face into a, a like the <laughs> corner before she jumped on air. Like I I think that that would there would be some blood there. And now I we thought, go to like, Tom with sports. Tom, what? Oh, you'd think there'd be a mess. Not just okay. Carry on, huh? Uh, but so she finished kinda, that traffic report. Right, exactly. So I I kind of thought that maybe it was an implant because I saw that too and I was like, wow, her tooth just fell out. That can't be. You know, that can't be just because she doesn't floss. And, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this isn't uh, gingivitis getting to tuggly revenge uh, here on the air. Remember right. when Royce O'Neill was battling Ballin' Boy for the final spot and he lost his tooth? Yeah, in training I camp and didn't that. tell anybody? Yep. And they just found it. They're like, whose tooth is this over here? He's like, that's mine. And he didn't bleed. So I don't know what the deal was there. Maybe. I, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know. I saw that video. That tooth just came. It's like, whoa, that tooth just came right on out there. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And then I remembered. I was like, who is it that I know that has a tooth like that? And you're right, Austin. Good pull. Our boy uh, Richie T, formerly of uh, of X96. I believe he's doing podcasts for BYU now, if I'm not mistaken. I think if I'm wrong on, about uh, yeah, that. I think he's on the air every day, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think he is, too. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if I'm wrong about that, Richie. 
My bad, buddy. Shout out to Richie T. All right, we're here at the warehouse. Thurl is going to join us uh, coming up right around the corner. We'll talk to uh, Big T about his expectations for the Jazz return, his thoughts on the bubble, his thoughts on uh, the broadcast position, uh, and uh, many other things. Love talking to uh, to Big T. So he's going to join the show coming up right around the corner. We're live at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Come on by and see us. In fact, you got to come on by and check out this uh, this Austin. You would really like this couch that I'm sitting on right now. Kind of sounds lovely. Mid century modern, nice uh, nice leather, very comfy. Like uh, your wife uh, Whitney has terrific taste. Whitney would like this. She would like what I'm sitting. I, I the warehouse has terrific taste. We have several things in our home that we got at the warehouse yes uh, i'm going home with a mattress today there and our friend go. tom uh joins us once again and uh tom we're we're upgrading the the toddler into a twin bed and gotta gotta uh gotta get a mattress man and there's only one place to go that is absolutely awesome the be- the best news is it watching your kids grow she's pretty excited about it that's yeah, so cool she's pretty stoked so uh yeah but of course when i'm in in need of a mattress Come to the warehouse. You That's just said Austin's wife has great taste. Whitney, yeah, she does. Look what she married. Well, well she's, that's a, good she's point. a third legally blind as well, so you got Well, how, how about <laughs> I this? I was going to say she has impeccable taste. <laughs> oh, look at you, Tom. Well, I, w- I was implying she has a good taste when it comes to uh, decor. You know, men, not so much. <laughs> so she hasn't had COVID because that takes away your taste buds. Wow, look at you. Well, how about that? Hey, we are uh, dealing like never before. This is typically the slowest two weeks of the year, from the 4th of July to the 24th of July. And we've said we're not going to let it happen. So how do you get somebody to buy furniture when it's the time you want to be either at Lake Powell or somewhere doing some activity? And especially with the craziness of the virus, just hanging out with your family and come shop for furniture? You have to give them an excuse that is a once-in-a-lifetime price. Basically, a price so good, you're more or less giving it to them. A price that is so good, they have to put on a mask and come visit us. Well, let's do it. How about the California King bed set, regular 2200 bucks for 490 This is not just a cheap mattress for 400 How do you buy a California King name brand mattress for 499 It's impossible. Let alone a box spring. Let alone a Leggett and Platt Rod iron upholstered bed. Top it's of the line. Impossible. Yet it's happening here at the warehouse. Four ninety nine. And adjustable beds. We've got the best price we've ever had on a split California King gel infused memory foam mattress with one of the best brands, Liggett and Platt, adjustable bed. The entire deal, seventeen ninety nine. We also broke the 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 price threshold, we've never been under for a regular split king with a good memory foam adjustable bed. Eighteen ninety nine, Jake, that's unheard that's of. That's incredible. And then we're doing for twenty four ninety nine the the Gordon. We're calling it the Gordon because it has all the bells and all the whistles. It's almost as nice as his new car. Almost. Not, not quite as fast, but almost as nice. How about uh, $2,400 with 24 massage settings, USBs. It even has LED lights underneath so you can light up the room when you go to bed so you won't trip when you have to go to the bathroom. That's pretty cool. It's cool stuff. So come and see us. Uh, We're going to be here today until 7, tomorrow 11 to 7. 
the very best prices we've ever done it, and you better act now because adjustable beds are going up uh, substantially. That's, it's been effective of this pandemic. It's, it is. Uh, the supply chain been interrupted? and The supply chain worldwide has been affected on all aspects of importing, but on furniture especially. Big time. All right. You've got to take advantage of it. These deals will not be around forever. It's the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. We'll have more coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.